0: In each episode, you'll hear a real person sharing their story of loss and the insights they have gained that help them on their journey with grief. At Grief Stories, we're helping grief make sense one story at a time. Today's guest is Maria Pagin. Maria is the director for the Center for Innovation in Campus Mental Health, and we're going to talk today about the misconception that grief is only associated with the death of a person when we lose a person in our life. So, Maria, welcome to the Grief Stories podcast. Thank you for joining me as a guest today.
1: No, thank you for inviting me. I'm uh, very passionate about this topic and very happy to speak to it.
0: Great. So, Maria, we're going to talk today about um, the misconception that grief is only associated with the death of a person, Um, you know, so physical death and loss and we're going to talk about the fact that that grief is really associated with so much more than that much of it linked to death um, but a lot of it just an experience that we have uh, with loss in general Um, so let's begin by talking a little bit about sort of your thoughts about grief and um, the ways that we think about grief Um, do you want to just sort of begin with giving me some of your thoughts about that
1: I'd love to Um, and I should sort of preface it that uh, much of the work I began to do around grief and uh, anticipatory grief and grief and loss came from my uh, previous work in dementia. And um, we began to look at grief, not just solely around the death of an individual, but all of the many losses that we experience will, in fact, sort of uh, be compounded and leave us with those same feelings of grief. So, for example, during the pandemic, many of us are going through losses, economic, social, physical, emotional, and we're all left with this sort of feeling of unease, of, 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 um, uh, you know, deep emotion. Um, and in fact, what, what we're beginning to talk about is that those feelings, those losses that we're experiencing are very similar and have the same impact on us as, uh, the, the death of, uh, someone in our lives.
0: hmm So, you know, we, we know to expect grief when someone dies, that we care about that we will experience this um feeling of loss related emotions we'll go through some perhaps physical effects of grief um, and we expect that when someone we love dies and what we're talking about today is really this sense that grief extends to other areas of our life too yeah agreed
1: so and when often you is blatant um, yes sorry uh, often it's blatant um, it's it's hidden right so we're going through these losses, um, you know, now uh, the majority of my work is with post-secondary. So, you know, uh, students are missing, um, um, they're missing ceremony, tradition, graduation, they're having food security issues, there's not seeing their friends, economic security issues. And um, often that underlying feeling um, that we are experiencing is this hidden grief. It's this uh, compounded loss, these overwhelming feelings of sadness, of powerlessness, of anxiety and depression that are, in fact, very similar to uh, what we would be experiencing if someone close to us died. Mm -hmm. And and I think that that
0: in part in this past year that we've experienced in the pandemic um, has been really prevalent and really more powerful than um, perhaps any other time we can think of in our, in our um, experience because um, the losses across um, experience has been so vast. So it's not just the loss of a graduation. It's a loss of stability. It's a loss of um, uh, certainty about the the path um, before Yes, all. Um, Agreed. and, And we know that, I mean, grief is a reaction to loss. It's that sensation of having lost something important to us. Uh, something necessary sometimes even. So when you when you were working in the field of dementia, what were some of the areas where you found that loss was coming up, not just related to death, but related to the experience of living with dementia?
1: Yes, uh, it came up quite a bit. So um, it came up both for the person living with dementia as well as before their caregiver. Um, so for example, someone who was living with dementia, it was the loss of control of their life. Um, if they were a young person with dementia, it might have been, you know, loss of a job, loss of that sense of security, loss of the sense of control over their everyday life, um, loss of control of their past, even, right, in terms of beginning to forget, uh, of uh, loss of in terms of the physical losses that come with the disease. And similarly, those around them, their caregivers, their family also experienced losses. And it could be things like the loss of being able to uh, uh, socialize together. It could be seeing the many losses in someone you love, right? To see someone who you care for, who you're married to, or uh, you know, to see your parent, all of a sudden, not being able to care for themselves, there's a tremendous feeling of loss in that. There's also uh, all of the losses in terms of their relationship. And, you know, if you've been married to someone for a long time and you rely on them to talk to them about your day-to-day life your problems, your, you know, your, your hopes, your fears, and the changes that come with dementia make that harder, there's a great tremendous void, a great tremendous uh, loss that's left hmm and and I think that that it just weaves itself
0: in this this grief and loss weaves itself into the experience of living with dementia whether you are the person diagnosed or a caregiver and family member I think you highlight all those areas um and so we really are we're talking about partly anticipatory grief right the the knowledge that things are changing and and coming to a close
1: yes uh, experiences where we perhaps even a death is coming right so someone close to us is diagnosed um, and uh, we're aware that there is uh, uh, you know uh, there is a sort of finite uh, uh, amount of time we will have with them Um, you know as they go through all of those losses as they experience uh, that grief there's a sense of Uh, When that person dies, will I be able to grieve more easily? And in fact, what we've often seen is that even if you've experienced anticipatory grief or how you experience anticipatory grief isn't always an indication of how you will actually experience the actual death of someone.
0: Yeah, it's unpredictable. It's not it it doesn't follow a linear form, right? There's it doesn't there's not um stages or um automatic connections that happen on the spectrum of loss, I guess, if we consider it a spectrum. Anticipatory grief is at one place, the grief for death is at another place, and then we also have this idea of secondary losses that are not um not grief about the death itself, but grief about loss that's related to the death, right? You know, um, you know. when you think about secondary losses, are there some things in particular that you tend to highlight? I think there's, you know,
1: this is where it gets so um, individual in terms of uh, a changed relationship or a loss of a relationship or uh, the loss of security um, that was part of that relationship. People mm-hmm. will experience in, in such different ways. And, and it's interesting as we're speaking and as, as we're sharing, one of the things that always I think is so important for us to, to state and to repeat is this notion that we don't get over grief. Um, we can prepare for it all we want, but we don't get over grief. We actually work through grief. And mm-hmm. so if the work doesn't end. Um, at, at any point in, in, in that, right? So by that I mean as well in, in terms of anticipatory grief or in, in acknowledging secondary grief, we are working constantly through it um, and uh, we are going through that process in different ways and not necessarily in a linear movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't have hope. Right. And uh, we can't sort of have a sense that um, there is a light uh, at the end of the the, the tunnel um, in terms of the feelings we're feeling. I mean, it seems to me
0: that we can have before a person dies. We can have grief when a person dies, and then we can have grief associated to the losses around that. You know, and, and you were talking about relationship, and I also think, you know, when we think about secondary losses, um, so important to think about role and identity,
1: mm, very stability, much
0: so. all those kinds of pieces of who we are changes when we lose a person who's an important part of our life, particularly our day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. and. Yeah, and so then, you know, I really like your phrase, working through grief, um, rather than, you know, getting over it, because the way that I talk about grief often is that this becomes part of our story while holding this loss, so we carry it along with us as we go forward. Um, There's no cure for grief. It's an adjustment,
1: I think of it as. And sometimes we adjust well, and sometimes we adjust for a long time. And then something happens, and it may resurface that right mm-hmm. um, and I think this is this is the interesting piece as well about experiencing loss during a pandemic is that for many people, um there's no sort of ability in the same way we're used to 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 grieve and um, in the last few months there's been people in my circle who've lost a parent and I think about you know how as a parent you you know to have the ceremony of a funeral or to have the ceremony of a memorial uh, any kind of marker uh, you know be it uh, be it coming together as a family to have a meal um, is so important to to experience Um, As we are working through grief. And now that people don't always have those markers in the same way, and I want to stress in the same way, Mm -hmm. um, it does create a real chasm for many.
0: Mhm. So there's
1: a loss of the way that we usually
0: grieve added to the other types of grief that are being experienced in terms of the loss during a pandemic. Um you know we can we can grieve that we can't hold a funeral um and have that uh and not at least not in the not in the way perhaps that we would traditionally exactly. have done it. And um and so the reach of the feelings of grief and loss um, are woven through all levels of this experience um, and it's and it's really powerful. It's not just connected to the death um, and and that the the reach that it has is part of what makes it so powerful and the reason why the journey through grief is so individual because all of those additional layers of grief are unique to the individual
1: agreed and and more than ever um, I think it is Um, sort of changing the way we think of death and dying um, and changing the way that we have marked that in our lives.
0: So people are finding uh, new ways to honour the death of a person that they care about um, and hopefully also finding ways to understand the other types of grief that they're feeling, um, the other experiences of loss that are happening in their lives, um, perhaps at the same time as a death, preceding or after the death, um, and that they give themselves some, um, some gentle grace as they go through this experience and adjust to, the, to, to what is now their reality.
1: And I think uh, I loved the way that you just uh, uh, phrased that, the gentle grace. I, I think I think that is so important. Um, because I feel at times uh as a society we uh are very hard on ourselves, right? And uh we almost punish ourselves for having the feelings we're having or you know, I should be getting over this, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Um, others have it worse than me. And I think, you know, we're often so much harder on ourselves than we would on a friend, right? So Mm -hmm. if you came to me and said, gosh, I'm going through this, I'm going through all of these feelings, I'm feeling so angry at all of the losses or that sense of uh, that, that lack of control I have over my own life right now, um, we would, be, we would be so kind, right, to our neighbor. And yet when we feel it, we, we just constantly have this need to suppress and sort of package it and bury it somewhere deep. And sometimes, yeah. and, and to me, this is so key in the process, we need to name it, we need to validate it, and we need to give ourselves permission to mourn it. Um, If we continue to hide away from that morning, if we continue to think, I will leave it to another day or I'll just get over it, um, it can be so much harder. Sometimes allowing ourselves to have those feelings and not trying to hide it in work, not trying to hide it in other ways, um, we will actually um, be able to, to begin to process those feelings and to, again, I'm hesitant to say the word move forward or recover, but we will begin to live with those feelings in, mm-hmm. in a much more, um, comfortable way.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think that giving ourselves permission to feel what we feel related to grief is so important. You know, um, sometimes I talk about it, not so much as getting over, but as healing. And when we mm. heal, if we have a wound and we heal, we often still have scars. So we carry yeah. them. We carry it yep. with us. Um, and uh, but, but in an easier way than when it is fresh and raw and open, um, uh, as grief often feels in the very beginning, right? Uh, and for some time after. You know, there's not just like there's no linear path for grief. There's also no timeline for grief. The the time that it takes to find your way through to some healing, is also so uniquely individual.
1: Agreed. And you know, um, as you're talking about it in in terms of the analogy of scars, um, I I also the the first thing that came to mind as you were saying that is um, carry those proudly, and they're part of what makes us. The humans we are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it doesn't make us weak. It, it doesn't make us less than. It is just part of the patina that makes us who we are and who we uh, are to not only ourselves but those around us.
0: Mm-hmm. It very
1: be- it very much becomes a part of our story, right? Yeah. Our
0: story. Our whole story includes grief and loss, just as it includes joy and comfort and ease. Yeah. Yes,
1: and sometimes, in going through grief, um, what we find is also the joy of of celebrating those people um, in our lives, um, and the joy of remembering those people and and knowing that uh, in many ways, uh, they still surround us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, feeling that continued connection through love. And, uh, and knowing that their love lives and partly it lives through you and your remembrance of them. Agreed. Yeah. And I mean, I guess the, 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 the one thing I'd also like to highlight about our conversation is that we've talked about, we've talked about students and young people, and we've talked about, um, older people and the experience of end of life, um, at later in life. And, and so we just want to, I want to acknowledge that, you know, grief is a part of our whole life, potentially, mm-hmm. you know, this feel we can experience feelings of loss and grief in powerful ways in, when we're young, uh, in the middle, and, and then as we age and, and reach near the end, the that, na- you know, what we expect to be the natural end, even though we know that endings can happen at other times, we think of um, old age as an ending, we don't think yeah. of other ages as a natural ending.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things uh, I, I'm going to sound like a complete Pollyanna, but to me, without hope, uh, you know, the, the message of hope is so important in my own life and my own practice and in just the way I try to see the world. But I think what the pandemic has also done is in some ways created a, a level playing field in that we have all experienced loss, you know, all around the world, things have changed all around the world. Our, our lives sort of buckled beneath us, right? And we had to sort of rejig, uh, reframe, and and process uh, the many things that we thought were going to be constant in our lives. And in fact, you know, at the one-year mark, it's kind of interesting we're doing this at the one-year mark. We also have to acknowledge all of those that have died during this pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but what it's done is, is, I think, also... Made us as humans more attuned to the experience of loss and grief. And I hope what it's done is changed our attitude um, so that we are more open to talk about these things, that we are more open and attuned to our own feelings and what we're experiencing and that of those around us. So to me, it also, there's a hopeful message that as the world, we're also coming together, experience this law, experiencing this loss and um, being stronger for it.
0: Mm-hmm. And with permission, with acknowledgement, with um, coming together, you no, know, we're not alone, that this is just part of the human experience and we can, we can experience it in all. And sadness or or whatever feelings it brings, but also hold hope that we can adjust, that we can have meaning and purpose life um, even after uh, feeling the depths of grief, and even as we carry grief.
1: yes, and and uh, you know it is part of um, part of our toolkit of strengths now
0: too. Mm-hmm. for sure. and that and that becomes hopeful as well that we're, we're, we are um, in some ways um, expanding our learning about the, the um, important role grief plays in our experience of love.
1: Yes, I love that.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation today, Maria. It's been a pleasure.
1: Uh, it's been a pleasure uh, on my part as well. And uh, I think what you're doing is so important.
0: Yeah we really believe we hope that the more people hear the message that grief is just part of life that um the more people can have permission to be with their grief and um and then it doesn't feel like it's um uh needs to be a a pathology or a problem it just is part of so much a part of life when you love yeah so thank you for that those kind words about our project thank you Thank you for listening to the grief stories podcast i'm your host maureen pollard please remember that grief is universal but every person's experience of grief is unique while our interviews are intended to help listeners feel validation and reassurance we know that this story might be different from your own please visit our website griefstories.org for more stories of hope and healing